Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And we are so excited to introduce our legal professional of the year, Philip A. Greenberg. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to have you here on the show and want to say, of course, congratulations on the feat. Uh, <laughs> really. So let's talk a little bit about the work you do as a lawyer. Uh, and by the way, you're based out of New York, correct? That, that's, yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's get to know you. Uh, so how many years have you been in your area of concentration? Well, that's a little tricky. Um <laughs> I've I've been a lawyer over 49 years, um, and um, I've tried to be maybe the last surviving general practitioner, but um, my emphasis has been family law since, let's say, the early 90s, Um, but I I do all-around civil litigation, corporate, real estate. anything that gets gets me into court. <laughs> well, I got to find out more about your background, if you don't mind. Uh, my sure. goodness. So let's go back in time a little. Explain to me in your own words, you know, uh, what stated you down this uh, career path. And we'll get into your educational background as well. Sure. So, uh, well, it was uh, kind of a quirk, uh, a long story, which I won't go into, but um, Abraham Lincoln was my role model, and at the ripe old age of 12, it suddenly hit me that um, if I was going to follow his footsteps and go into politics, I should go the same way as he did, which is become a lawyer first and then uh, transition to, to being a statesman and politician. And as I say, I made that decision at age 12, which, as you can tell from my age, is a long time ago. And I could, if you and I were in Brooklyn, um, I could literally show you the exact place. Um, I was at the exact place that it suddenly hit me that I should be a lawyer. So that's what put me on that path, and I never left it. Oh, my gosh. And let's talk about your education. Uh, so growing up, uh, where did you grow up specifically, by the way? Uh, Brooklyn, the flapper section. Um, I went to um, the same high school as Barbara Streisand, for, uh, Erasmus Hall High School on the corner of Church and Flatbush. In fact, I had the same music teacher as Barbara Streisand, Mr. Bowden, who claimed he was the one who taught her how to sing. Um, and then from there, I went to Brooklyn College. Uh, I was very active. Those were the uh, 60s, very politically charged 1960s. And in 69, I was elected student body president of Brooklyn College, running against entrenched student parties. I ran it as an independent. I guess I was a little bit like the Bernie Sanders of Brooklyn College, and except that I was elected. And uh, from there, I went to NYU Law School. Well, congratulations. Uh, wow. And now, specifically, what type of attorney did you want to be, you know? How did you figure this path out of doing it all? Oh, so, well, that's what I always wanted. I, I always 
to the extent that I knew anything about lawyers, because I came from a blue-collar background and a blue-collar neighborhood, um, I knew that I didn't want to be one of these lawyers who, if you ask them a trust in the state's question, oh, oh, I don't do that, I only do corporate. If you ask them about a car accident, oh, I don't do that, I, you know, I, I, I only do something else. So I... And and uh, long ago, just like Abe Lincoln, um, basically, you know, lawyers did everything. So that's what got me on that path. But you know, reality starts to sink in as as you go through your career, and um, it's just impossible to specialize in in everything. And you know, it's just like medicine and dentist and. You know, I, I know you're a lot younger than me. I'm 45, so, not that much younger. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm supposed to say anyway. <laughs> and um, But, you know, when I was a kid, for example, dentists did everything. Yeah, the same you're right. dentists mm-hmm. who did the checkups, who did the fillings. By the way, at the age of 75, I have no cavities. God but, bless. But, you know, the <laughs> same dentist was also did my orthodontia, yeah. um, and if you had a gum problem, which actually at one time I did, it was the same doctor, same dentist, and, and it was the same with a lawyer, you know, same lawyer who would handle a divorce, would also draw up wills, and, um, and also, uh, not that there weren't medical specialties, but even there, um, I would say that uh, doctors, um, they, they weren't called internal, internal medicine. They were called general practitioners, and, and they you know, handled a lot more things than um, individual doctors. So that's what put me on that path of general, but as I say, reality sets in at some point. And uh, especially once I got admitted to the bar in Jersey in 88. So New York 74, New Jersey 88. So besides having to stay up to date on changes in the law in New York in various areas, I, I then had to start working at staying up to date on New So, um, you know, so that's why I, I tended to focus a little more. Got it. And what other, I mean, many accomplishments and articles you've written, and ho- I mean, there's so much to you. What else did you want to share with us? Uh, well, that's a toughie. Uh-huh. Uh, well, my most recent was... Um, I wrote it, there was a uh, book put out by Amazon Books a couple of years ago, um, which is still being sold on, on Amazon, and it's called Divorce Insights, and each chapter was written by uh, a divorce, a supposed, and I'm not saying I am, but a supposed leader, you know, divorce leader, um, not limited to New York, and... Um, uh, I wrote actually the first chapter on divorce. It's called Divorce Insights, and as I say, it's still sold on Amazon. So that was my most recent, and um, I, I, it, it's something that I like to give to potential clients because it not only gives them some insight in my in, in my knowledge, but also a better feel about divorce law in general because it. The chapters cover basically every aspect of divorce. In fact, the last chapter is not written by a divorce lawyer, but by someone, who, a psychologist who specializes in counseling people who are going through divorce. 
All right. Well, also, uh, reading through your notes, I mean, there's so many accolades in the work that you're doing that you clearly love. Um, would you say, looking back on your career, if you had the opportunity to change one thing, do you have something that it would be? Yeah. Well, I didn't know you were going to ask that question. <laughs> so, so that's, that's, that's a toughie. Um, what I've periodically said, because divorce law is so difficult and so... Um, emotionally charged. I have at times said that if I had it to do over again, I would never set foot in the divorce court. Um, but I'm, you know, to answer your question, I'm not sure that, you know, if I had it to do over again, I really would do that because um, beside the fact that divorce law is very people-oriented, um, it's also, as a practical matter, recession-proof. It, yeah. You know, they, it, it in good times, in good times, people get divorced because they feel they can afford it. In bad times, they get divorced because the strains of uh, a recession or is is so hard on the marriage that, regardless of the fact that they may not be in the right position to get divorced financially, they do it anyway. Um, so I I think. That uh, I, I probably wouldn't change anything, which is a terrible thing to say. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible thing to say, but uh, I, I don't think I would I would change anything except maybe, 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 maybe um, I would have because I've been a solo practitioner since 2000. Um, instead of becoming a solo, I might have tried to go to a firm where eventually I'd be able to transition to semi-retirement, maybe even retirement. Being a solo, that it's extremely, extremely difficult to do that. Well, at this time, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Would you mind sharing sure. the best form and all forms of contact for you? Sure. Give me that again. You're, you're taking a commercial break. Sure, yeah. So tell us your email or your contact information, phone number, oh, website, yeah, any way we everything. can get in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah, everything, everything. So my email address is lawman, that's L-A-W-M-A-N, 802, at AOL.com. My wife, by the way, never liked my email address, but... Uh, well, guess what? I like have it. an AOL as well, okay? And I think it's the yeah. best. I, I think it's the best thing ever because I have emails from 20-something years ago. Not everybody could say that. We're a dying, right. we're a dying breed, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we're very much a dying breed. Oh. And um, my website is www.philipagreenberg.com. And if you're going to go to the website, remember, Philip is a, with, with only one L usual spelling of Greenberg, and uh, my office number is 212-279-4550, Perfect. So um, uh, I would certainly love to hear from any of, you know, any of your listeners. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Is there something that you've been struggling with that you just haven't been able to overcome? Are you ready to move beyond the struggle? Hi, I'm Erin Patterson, Certified Clinical Hypnotherapist and Master Hypnotic Coach, and I offer hypnotherapy and hypnotic coaching programs to help clients overcome just about anything. Book a free consultation at www.erinmpatterson.com. That's www.a-i-r-e-n-m-patterson.com. And let's get started today. Do you want to be healthier? Do you want to have better relationships? Do you want to have more abundance and success in your career? Maximize your potential in this lifetime with Feng Shui. My name is Ayelita Lito. I'm a Feng Shui master. I help my clients achieve all of this and more. Contact me at A-E-L-I-T-A-L-E-T-O dot com. Ayelita Lito.com. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So excited to have our legal professional of the year, Philip A. Greenberg, joining us here from New York City, New York. Uh, he's been in practice for quite some time as an attorney, many accolades under his belt, and really we are so excited to have you here. Uh, also, I uh, was reading through your notes further, um, you said you're a late father. Could you talk a little bit about him? I know he was a mentor to you. Sure. Well, so much, um I called him Sarge because that was his highest rank in the in the army during World War II. Uh, so Sarge was uh, dropped out of school in the tenth grade, and um, he was an artist and a sign painter, and eventually worked in the post office. Um, and he met my mother in Tunisia, well, Bizerti, North Africa during the war in 1944. So um, it was a very...
Um, but he instilled in me values of honesty, hard work, and love of the family. And uh, so, you know, I, I, there have been a lot of role models in my life, um, but they told me to pick out one, and certainly Sarge um, you know, was a very big part of my life for, for a very long time. Um, good husband, good father, you know, the whole, everything, <laughs> everything a, a person should be. So uh, I, you know, I've tried to emulate him. And by the way, even though he dropped out of high school uh, at the age of 14, 50 years later, after he retired from the post office, he went back and got his high school equivalency diploma. So, um, you know, that's, that's really it. Of course, I miss him. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I, I carry, you know, his values forward every day. And so that's why I picked him. But, again, there have been several mentors and role models in my life. Well, also, uh, there's still so much more to you and to all your accolades. Uh, did you want to share um, anything about uh, any advice? And uh, you want to start writing books, or have you written books? This is where I was confused. Right. Okay. So, uh, well, let's, that there are a few questions there. So let's start with the books part. If I can survive law practice and actually retire or semi-retire, I have at least a couple of books in my head that I want to write. Um, I uh, There would be fictionalized versions of cases that I personally handled. And uh, I just would like to put it on paper. Um, I don't know if they'll be great books. I don't know if they'll be bad books, you know, uh, mediocre books. But so... That's more in my future. I've never written a whole book that I would really like to. Uh, what was the rest of that question? <laughs> um, let me just see here. Um, so so that's, that's the back end. Uh, let me see now. Uh, oh, yes, in terms of advice. So, um, you know, you really love what you do. Um, there's actually, I, I don't know, but a famous person, I can't tell you which one, once said that um, find out what you like to do and then find somebody to pay you to do it. And um, that's, that's pretty good universal advice. You should like what you do. Um, I feel so sorry for people who dread going to work. Um, and um, so hopefully, you know, you can find what you like, have a passion for it. And, um, you know, I mean, law practice is very difficult. I realize your viewers are of all, you know, all occupations. But law practice is very difficult. It is a bit of a love-hate situation because there are, you know, deadlines unreasonable judges, unreasonable adversaries, unreasonable clients. But, um, you know, there are a lot of positive things I've met. You know, I've also met some great lawyers, and I've met, I've had some terrific clients. And, um, you know, that's really it, is, is have a passion for what you do. And if you don't have a passion for what you do, find something that you do. And it, it, even the fact 
fact that you've gone to law school, med school, whatever it is, um, especially if you're still relatively young, it's not too late. I've known a lot of lawyers found they didn't like law practice and went into something else. I've also met lawyers who first became, in fact, my late former partner became a lawyer at the age of 49, second career for him. So, you know, it really, you know, it really isn't too old. Uh, it, it isn't really too late. Did I answer your question, Jill? Sure, anything. So, anyway, that's, you know, that's my advice. I mean, I know the standard advice. Yeah. Work hard. But and, what's the question? Um, <laughs> yeah, but what's the question? So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so as I say, I mean, the standard advice is to work hard. And I think, again, if you do something you have a passion for and you love, I think no one's going to have to push you to work hard at it. You're going to want, though, um, and there are a lot of days, I can't say every day, but there are a lot of days that, you know, I can't wait to get to the office and, um, you know, pick up where I left off the evening before. Did you want to ask me a question? Did I want to ask you a question? Oh, yeah, I thought that's what you said. And then that's why I didn't know what you... <laughs> I thought, Jill, I have a question for you. I'm like, yes, yes. What would you like to ask? Anything. <laughs> uh, well, I... Um, yeah, okay. Well, I wasn't I wasn't really planning to ask you a question, but how did they decide on, on me as the... Um, legal professional of the year i don't know they must have done their research really well oh. <laughs> we have some great producers who uh you know we're based out of the new york area but we are you know nation uh worldwide technically so we have a team of producers that scout out uh amazing people like yourself we have a medical professional of the year so i'm not sure but clearly with someone with all your accolades and experience it all happens so congrats <laughs> really yeah, well thank you it's exciting. And you have quite a, an impressive resume. Oh, no, no. I got a six and eight year old little boy. I live out on Long Island and I had a big career in television and I work in television yeah. and radio. It's exciting. But now my biggest accolade would be my family. Well, that's, 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 you know, at the end of the day, that's really what's important. It is. It really is. And did you want to maybe give some advice uh, to some of the people out there trying to get into your field? What would you say to them? Well, um, it depends on what stage they're at. If they're in college, um, I mean, a lot of times um, college students ask me, and I've also spoken in pre-law chapters, what, what would be the best major to, and this is something I didn't get good advice about when I was in college. Uh, what I was told was, oh, you could major, you know, you can major in anything. You can major in home economics and still go to law school. And I, I think that um, it is true that, um, as far as I know, the law schools don't care about what your major is. But if I had to do over it again, and this would be my advice, future lawyers is if they think that they're in any way going to be business lawyers or you know, um, anything approaching that antitrust, uh, corporate, uh, any area that really impacts upon business, I would recommend that they major in either economics or accounting. And in fact, when I started college, uh, 
I was going to major in economics. And um, when economics won, I got an A, so I was really on track to be an echo major. But um, then people started to advise me that you could major in anything, and my real interest and passion was was political science, which cues into the beginning of this interview and the Abe Lincoln stuff. So I went with what I was more interested in, but political science really doesn't translate to anything in law practice. Other than that, um, you know, it depends on you know on on where you know where they are if they're in another career and they want to get out of it. Um, it it is good to talk to people like me um, first because. They may not have decided yet whether they want to be lawyers, and even if they've definitely made the decision to become lawyers, uh, you know, some advice in terms of courses to take once you're in law school, the kind of courses to take there, kind of um, uh, uh, summer jobs and and that kind of thing. It it is great to enter. I can tell you that I've mentored so many lawyers because... Uh, I don't know if this is part of my resume with you, but um, I'm very active in File for Delta Law Fraternity, which is the leading professional law fraternity in the world, and I've been an international officer uh, several times, and I've mentored so many law students and young lawyers, and uh, I I know that, uh, I could go on and on, but let me just give you a quick one. I had a, a young woman who I guess is not that young anymore come up to me in Queen's Supreme Court um, a few months ago. I didn't recognize her because I hadn't seen her in 20 years or so. And uh, but she told me who she was. I remembered, you know, who she was from her name. And she she came over to me, and this was in front of a client and co-counsel. And she said she she wanted to thank me for having been so kind and helpful to her 20 years earlier when she was just at a law school and I was a partner at the law firm where she was working. So uh, if you could find, and, and there were loads of lawyers just like me who'd be only too happy to uh, mentor uh, law students and young lawyers. So, you know, find, you know, find some good mentors, find some good role models. Um, and uh, and I could uh, last thing I'll say about it for now. Um, when I was a very young lawyer, yeah, because we um, got we got to wrap I, up. Have last thought. Oh, Thank okay, you so much. Okay, so very quickly, I, it just uh, the same thing that I've learned. You know. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS... And that was an accident. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. So I just wanted to say that um, there were some things I learned from seasoned lawyers when I was a a young lawyer myself, which I'm still putting into practice and still utilizing uh, way over 40 years later. Hello, hello. Yes, Did I we know. lose you? Okay, no, we lost, lost you for a second. I apologize. No, you, you didn't. You didn't. You'll, you'll never lose me. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we have to go. We're out of time. Would you mind just uh, one more time, tell us the website, how we can reach you? Sure. So, um, it's, my website is www.philipagreenberg.com, and Philip is with one L, A-Greenberg. 
Greenberg. Greenberg is the usual spelling, G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G. And um, I, pre I previously gave you my email address and, and uh, uh, phone number, and I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Great. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure having you here. And to all of our listeners, we're going to ask that you please stay tuned. We have more of the show coming right up after this break. Please, we ask that you stay with us. And, well, don't go anywhere. Have a great day. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. <laughs> 